Welcome to episode number 220 of the No Persinium podcast, the voice of everything immersive. I'm your host, Noah Nelson, coming to you from the No Pro studio, a.k.a. my kitchen table here in Los Angeles. This week on the show, uh, one of our favorites, Kate Lane, is joined by Elizabeth Stranathan. Uh, they now form a creative duo, which henceforth shall be known as The Gate Before. Uh, you can find links to in the show notes to the Instagram that they just started up. Uh, they've been working together um, for uh, a minute now. Uh, Elizabeth uh, was in the second run of Snowfridge, uh, and she was uh, the both both she, both she was the featured character, and uh, her her bedroom was the featured bedroom in Bedroom Play Two. Uh, which we get into in a, in a bit. I'll, I'll set things up a little more clearly because this is going to be one of those episodes that just kind of ping pongs around. Uh, and, and if you know, if you know Kate's work, you aren't surprised. Um, and also right now they're working on dead play, which is a, uh, an Instagram based alternate reality experience that uh, they've been producing uh, again out of, out of their home. Um, although this, that doesn't involve people coming over. Um, they're, they're this duo of actors and creators who are just doing this really fascinating personal work uh, and using that to, you know, um, make their living. Um, it's 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 a it's a daring and bold and, and in some ways very scary uh, prospect. And we talk about the work, um, inspiration of it uh, towards the back end. You are going to get to hear uh, in real time. Uh, the idea for the next show that, that they're going to do kind of bubble forth. Uh, that's that's a really exciting moment. Uh, Kate pitches it to Elizabeth while on the air. Um, so it's it's one of those. It's 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 a it's a it's a fun episode. I I always value the time I get to spend with Kate, and this is this is me sharing it. If anything, I'm like awkward at the beginning because like I literally do not know where to start uh, this episode. So I'm not I'm not the best interviewer this time out. Uh, just cause it's been, it's been an interesting, it's been an interesting few weeks. Um, before we get into that part, uh, I just want to point out how awesome the site is doing. The team is doing an amazing amount of work. Um, uh, also got a contest to mention for you, but the team's doing an amazing amount of work. Uh, we've just, we've had reviews from London and Chicago and the Bay area and interviews in Denver and reviews here in LA and just left, right, center, all over the place. Uh, I had to expand the front page this morning. Uh, I'm doing this on the, the 25th here. And and they were even coming through while I, w I took uh, my birthday off uh, and uh, and ran away to Batu for a hot minute, and Anthony joined me later on. And just trying to, to, to rest and recharge uh, because there's, there's a lot of work uh, ahead of us. And um, not, <laughs> not a lot of resources to do it with. Um, we're going to do a big push uh, on the Patreon next month because um, uh, sponsorship is not uh, is not flowing the way um, the way I'd hoped. Um, sponsorship 
uh, is coming, but things just aren't kind of working out um, uh, the way I, I guess, truth be told, I was planning on. Um, that's, that is what it is. Um, and it's one of the reasons why we have the Patreon, because at the end of the day, we do this for you. Um, and unfortunately, it does cost resources to do. And uh, I want to stay on this full time. Um, I want to spend less time trying to find other sources of income um, so that we can just do the work. Just want to do the work. Um, we're up to 282 patrons, which is an amazing amount, particularly considering, you know, what I, I know our, our readership and our listenership is. So it's really, it's a really beautiful thing. Uh, Alex Spoth, Cara Hagen, Shane Nelson are the latest to join. Matt Bamberg Johnson and Mike LBC have upped their pledges. Um, we need to really break through. Uh, we're over $1,600 a month, which is a great amount. Uh, but not enough to, um, not enough to keep me from going back into the normal workforce, uh, which is going to have to happen, um, in December uh, at this point, unless something really changes. Um, unless something really changes, we got one month left of me doing this full time, uh, and with me hunting down work in the interim. So, um, I'm looking I'm hoping against hope that this next week before we roll over into November that we can get us up to 300 patrons at the $5 a month uh, level or above. Um, but get, get was it 18 new patrons next, next week. I, I don't want folks to, to dig down deeper because uh, economic times are uncertain. And the more we spread this out, the more the burden spread out, uh, the, the less likely something catastrophic can happen. Um, really what it boils down to is $5 a month is 16 cents a day. So look at all that's going on. And if we're worth 16 cents a day to you, please, uh, if you think we're worth 16 cents a day, share the word. The biggest thing all of you who are listening could do is, is share. Really, I know it's ridiculous. I feel silly saying it. I, you know I hate this part of the show. Um, but that's the reality. Um, we're, we're, we, we need the, we need, you know, my, my landlord doesn't take likes. I've asked. No, I haven't. Maybe I should. Patreon.com slash no proscenium. Um, keep us going. This is Standing Backers, uh, are Mark Baltazar, Jan Budman, Paul F., Lonnie Hansen, Ari Hurston, Sam Kinkin, and Samuel Mustry. Now, I promise you a contest, and a contest you shall get over on our Instagram, which you really should follow, by the way, and for this contest, you have to. <laughs> we are giving away not one, but two pairs of tickets to Dismember the Alamo at the Alamo Draft House in downtown Los Angeles. That is this Sunday, the 27th, at 3 o'clock and on. Two. Two pairs of tickets, each worth over $100, uh, to this horror movie marathon. Now, why would we be giving out tickets to a horror movie marathon? Well, there's going to be some immersive shenanigans. I've messed this one up so many times, I'm not going to fix it. Uh, there's going to be some immersive shenanigans uh, that are created by the this team. Listen to this team. Molly Elfman, who has produced the Overlook game for years now. Tommy Haunton of Stash House. Patrick Fye of Evil Genius, and Blake Hodges of Dr. Hallard's Dream Study number 114. They've come together to produce this um, immersive 
immersive game, immersive experience, a through line weaving in and out of the marathon. What exactly is it going to be? You'll find out if you win the tickets. Um, one last pair of tickets has also been put up for sale. Uh, so there's two tickets left to grab. Uh, this all is uh, part of uh, the Alamo's efforts around uh, the film archive and uh, just really should be an absolutely fun experience. Um, we're committed otherwise to those tickets that are being put up. They'd be ours. So uh, please come take our tickets from us. Check out. Uh, there'll be a link in the show notes. Uh, you have until midnight tonight to follow the instructions on our Instagram Go to the post uh, that is saying um, has the contest and you need to uh, be following us like that post and comment dismember me. And from that group, we will pick out who wins the tickets and you'll get to go. It's that simple. There's already a lot of, a lot of people who've entered. Um, I, I got to get a bigger hat names to put in it. Um, so this should be a lot of fun. Um, yeah there now let's set up the show okay um kate lane i'll start with kate kate uh is an immersive performer here in la so is elizabeth um and uh kate's been doing this this amazingly um uh intuitive improvisational work for a number of years now um the, the really big standout was bedroom play uh, which when it was sort of first proposed, I was like, huh, mm, I don't know. Um, this could be odd. And, and it definitely was odd, but it was also absolutely beautiful. And it was just this, it felt like, it felt like just this, this moment, this moment in time. Um, Kate has a way of creating stuff that just really frees you to explore, um, hidden parts of yourself, explore your imagination. And Elizabeth Stranathan, uh, who is now also her housemate, um, is is a perfect creative partner. Um, when they announced Bedroom Employee 2, I was like, hmm, huh, going back to the well and, and someone else is going to, you know, be be that critical person in in the show. Um, and, and it just becomes this... It, it, I never should have had to worry. Um, Bedroom Play 2 was equally incredible and amazing, and yet different, uh, all in its own way. We get into that. Uh, Dead Play. Dead Play takes a little bit more setup. Uh, in It's a it's a thriller. It's an uh, alternate reality experience thriller. It starts off with uh, some email exchanges um, and then uh, culminates in a kind of hostage situation video uh, chat that takes place over Instagram video chat where Kate plays uh, the woman you've wronged and Elizabeth plays your wife. Um, and yeah, they're in, they're in the same space because the woman you've wronged has, has kidnapped your wife. Uh, so, uh, and it, it goes there and uh, it, it, it's this, it's this campy, horror thriller you know fatal attraction story um that uh that's a a, a a kind of an intense little way to spend an hour of your night uh and it brings that um 
it brings some of the, the magic that we get out of immersive uh, in terms of the, the attention uh, being paid to you uh, by some really talented performers uh, all while if, with everybody, um, you know, in the comfort of their own home, even the performers. So with that uh, as your setup, let's roll in to this week's interview. <laughs> I don't even this time out I don't even know where to start. So we'll just, <laughs> we're we're here, Elizabeth, we're in your room. Yes. Uh which is also the set for bedroom play too. And uh you and Kate are housemates right now. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, just by happenstance. Just by happenstance. <laughs> and now you're like you're like making work together. So like I don't know, where does this where did this story of these two product well we should probably like describe what they are first, right? So what is what is Bedroom Play 2? Bedroom, bedroom Play 2 is the second in a series of um, indiv- individuals, so like one-on-one. This is Kate, by the way. This is Kate, by the way. Yes, I'm bad at. I'm always bad. I'm bad at this whenever, whenever I'm doing like multiple person podcasts. I'm like, oh, I see you. I know who's talking, but the listeners don't know. So that's Kate. This is Kate. Quiet. Um, uh, serious. What I'm saying. One on one. Uh, one audience member. Um, per show. Uh, immersive series that takes place in the bedroom of the performer. Um. So the first one I created for my bedroom and the second one I worked with Elizabeth in her bedroom. So, um, and I am have been planning to continue the series in various performers bedrooms, like shaping it around, uh, that specific private space, um, and how it, uh, how it shapes a performance for them for, for this type of field, whatever it is. Elizabeth, what is it like working? Like your 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 room is now a set. Like there's already like a there's a curated quality to the space in here. Um, like there's definitely a curated quality to the space in here. Uh, like without a doubt. But what is it like like having to like you wind up living on your own set or like your living space becomes a set? Well, it's kind of the best. Um, it forces me to keep it clean. Which is the, the, the start, but um, uh, it also is just kind of cool because uh, I I love being in my space and I love sharing my space, um, and uh, yeah, having people come into it to have this experience really feels uh, like a strange gift, and I seem to immediately know the people when they enter because they're entering a place that I know so well, um, and uh, yeah, it's. It's been a very cool experience, um, and Dead Play particularly now, because we're, we're technically doing two shows out of our, our house here, and uh, Dead Play has sold tickets in seven different states. So from our bedroom, we're doing a show in seven different states, which is just like the coolest thing to me um, that we were able to. Uh, For your yeah. bedroom, just to clarify, we are not lovers, <laughs> though we are roommates. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> We're pretty much we're pretty much twin flame soulmates in every other way. Yeah, exactly. I live in the hallway currently. <laughs> <laughs> it's a loft space. I love it. Oh my god. Um, 
<laughs> well, and, and, and Dead Play is kind of a, a riff off of live play, which was a piece that you were doing, Kate, earlier in yeah. the year. I'm still doing it. And I still doing it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which is an online show. So Yeah, a, um, it, a immersive one-on-one again um, designed around the space of uh, live video chat as a platform. And a lot of social media aspects to it a lot as well. Dead play has worked in a lot more. Yeah. Oh, oh, well, I'm yeah. sorry. I forgot. Yeah. Sorry, oh, I apologize. You owe me a dollar. One of us apologizes to the other. They owe the other a dollar. So currently, currently both like a million dollars in debt. <laughs> so. <laughs> so yeah, no, dead play definitely works in a lot more of the uh, social media aspect of it, which is awesome. And, um, but yeah, it was, uh, it was a, Elizabeth's idea, real birth child. Um, she just was like, ding, one night, like, and I'm like kind of half asleep in bed. And like, um, and she was like, it could be dead play. And then we had a whole thing about the spelling. And like, yeah, it is a riff off of live play, but very, very different um, than live play. Yeah. It was more so for like the recognition of the title structure. Um, yeah. That would. Uh, and it also made sense. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we're trying to do something spooky for Halloween. So. And this one, which I just did the other night, <clears throat> like it posits that you're you're someone whose wife got kidnapped by their lover, and you now you're then having like deal with a, a kind of a hostage situation and the consequences of, uh, of lying. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yes, the consequences of lying. So, um. Elizabeth, you've done you've done a fair amount of immersive because like you've you've worked in Blackout. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that where you was that the first immersive show that you worked on? Uh, yeah, I guess t- uh, technically immersive. Yeah, I didn't call it immersive though for like the first three years I was doing it. I hadn't the term hadn't really uh, come up too much, but um, uh, Blackout definitely was the first, which is also I guess the conduit to how I met Kate and how uh, that became. We both met in uh, Overlook doing the um, Overlook Film Festival. Oh. She met me naked in a bathtub. <laughs> so many others. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it is true. I remember um, her, too. Like, da- like you were wearing Because, like, girls were so rare, but, like, you know, you remember people. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You met mm-hmm. there. Um, yeah. So, thanks, Blackout. <laughs> I appreciate you. Were you part of... How, how early on in Blackout's existence did you did you join up with? Well, um, actually, Blackout and I moved to L.A. the same year in 2012. Oh. Um, I came at the... I had already known Chris Thor. I did a show with him in New York when I was going to school there. And so um, I had, like, heard of Blackout when he was, like, even directing my show a year before. Um, but when I came out, they were already midway through their first production, their first L.A.-based show. Um so when they did the off season, I think like the next May, I actually bought a ticket and I went through Blackout before I was a performer in it, which I'm always going to be grateful for having that experience as like the uh, the prologue to the rest of that story that would come. And um, uh, after I went through it, I remember um, just being like, Chris, next show, I need in. And then uh, from there, it became him and Josh got me in and uh, it's been the best <laughs> Thing. It was so fun. When you, so I imagine you, <coughs> imagine you trained as an actor. Yes. Right? So what was it, what's your background there? Um, I went to the New York Conservatory for Dramatic Arts. Um, I did the three-year program for the film, television, and theater. And uh, after I was done, I um, decided I wanted to move uh, to 
LA, so I moved home for a few months in between. But uh, I'm really grateful for the time that I did spend in New York because of, honestly, that show with Chris is the whole reason I ever made money off of acting in general is like that show would lead to blackout would lead to this would lead to that would lead to that would lead to like right here now so um thanks yeah <laughs> i guess that those doors open and then like the the, the chain of events just keeps on going mm-hmm. when when you got into well and you tra- you trained such so as you trained stage and you trained you trained for film did you ex- how do you feel about um, this is dumb I'm asking these questions in like the worst way um, because I got too thick and I'm trying to like process it Um, I I always find it interesting that that just kind of like there's a there's sort of an unexpected nature of working in this form because you're often dealing with people who aren't other actors and so you're just getting people responding in an authentic way so what's what's your experience as an immersive actor working with non-actors all the time that's actually the best part of immersive theater to me um, which is why I kind of let uh, film fall to the background once I found this medium there's something so exciting about watching someone have an experience and then having to react off of them literally making that person your scene partner and having to adapt and um, it taught me great lessons in psychology and helped me in everyday life as a person just uh, by like same circumstance all the different reactions show that no matter what in life, uh, as you do things, people are going to react to it in all sorts of ways across the board. Oh, that's really that's really interesting. Like, so it's helped me as a, being an immersive performer has made me a uh, much better human being. Well, that gets me curious about, um, and I was always thinking this anyway, but it, it reminds me that I'm curious about the the circumstances in dead play are i mean they're they're an extreme you know like st- oh yeah it's story. Campy. yeah extremely campy <laughs> Just a little bit. but like but like how how radically different have been the reactions of like what people cuz you give a lot of agency to the audience in this one like a lot like they've given the circumstances but they can kind of respond however they want i mean compared to what we're used to i think it's like a lot less agency but <laughs> almost you, you, I feel like audience agency is like kind of the uh, uh, mo of like the previous stuff that we've done together, like give, giving people their own experience as much as possible. But this one, um, I see what you're saying. Yeah, it has like a, a certain uh, very similar skeleton for each person, and yeah. it is such an extreme that people have, uh, and it's it's an extreme that a lot of people have not lived themselves. So, but they have kind of. I don't want to say cliche because I don't want uh, but there is truth in cliches, but like um, they uh, kind of react in the, in, in the, the way you would expect. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. uh, almost every single person kind of does because they're, they're entering the same circumstances. It's not yeah. just oh, like, and, and we're, mm-hmm. we're kind of like helping since it's such an extreme s- circumstance, the weight kind of like it's, it falls on us to really kind of like just ca- carry it forward yeah. so they can like remain watching a little bit more it is also like a uh it's an working over like this platform of like your a tiny little video square um is is interesting like you the the amount of energy that kind of goes into it is insane it is <laughs> um, you don't have that like uh an immersive eye contact is like for personally mm-hmm. like, yes, like, it's just like this everything yeah and then you don't quite have that. You have this other thing where you have to figure out presence. So you have to be like real. Um, 
like, once it, it being really verbal, right? Like that's that's a that's a big particularly a, when something breaks down you know, or even in the the roll up when it's just texting. But even when yeah. the video's on, it's very very textual. It's very textual, and that's because you don't have that kind of like we're in each other's actual energy. So I have to amplify a little bit, like when you're on stage as opposed to film. I'm amplifying my understanding of your presence like and reacting to it in a in a verbal or more obvious way than like just the shared experience like when I'm sitting very close to somebody in an immersive 101 you can feel those energies changes I don't really have to point things out so quite so much because it's uh there's no it will take away from the actual shared experience maybe a little bit but on this little platform you have a little square to work with and it's just um uh yeah, there's a definitely a more heightened, uh, like ver verbal or at least dynamic, like more obviously dynamic approach in the in the sense that you're being you're you're like doing or showing. Like I'll slap Elizabeth. Like if there's like, you know, if they're looking down for a second or they need to like have their um, need to need to <laughs> listen to me <laughs> or something like that. Something. But actually, I think the most agency that people have shown indifference. Uh, whereas they might react the same when we're actually doing the show. The emails, the emails. exchange, email exchange has been—it's so awesome. <laughs> it is you no, know, that is like such a, a fun thing that I definitely oh want to keep in at, like as a, a component of future shows because there yeah. is something just so fun, even just for us too on this side to just be like, oh, we got it, like uh, like someone like, like oh, and then we just like no, to, or, no, I didn't yeah. respond because he got yeah. the email yeah. and the spam. Like, like, spam. What is yeah. awful? I was well, like, why did you go to spam? Tim just responded. Uh oh, we're like and then, we'll gather around like you write it. And we also off the uh, off the the screen we we play both roles. So when we're typing to you. Um, it could be either one of us. We yeah. like will interplay even with the um, uh, in the beginnings and the ends. It's like you want to, and then like now at the end, we've both been taking over on each of our phones, so the texts are coming at you like because <laughs> we're both typing at the same time. Because once we found that uh, ending that ended in an insta message, like we kind of got rid. We were having yeah. a lot of fun with that, so, so then fun. we both found that arc and, and started to know how it the feel of it so we would be like and then we'd be like want to hold two seconds hold <laughs> Just mm. like we're both like uh talking at the same time that's wicked fun um but yeah people will respond like like my god can i name job <laughs> i mean if you want to. i mean they, they might my, i mean i'm sure that i'm not gonna say anything whatever yeah. um uh our darling mike like the dearest like he responded to all the emails with like we were, oh yeah. <laughs> we had such trouble trying to get him to be that antagonist like yeah. role because he was just like, "I'm sorry, forgive me," because <laughs> like, he's so sweet and like he didn't want to play into the like Maggie, you're like messed up. I said this is over, like da da da. Um, which is, I guess, the majority of the responses are rather yeah, rather like, rather yeah, mature. And everyone tries to be kind at first, but then eventually <laughs> they get to a point where they're just like playing so hard back and it's been so fun to watch just like knowing what these are people who are like realtors their day job or like you know dads and like they're playing this game to like with such enthusiasm like they've been given such permission to just like play pretend and uh it's it's uh so fun. Um, a lot of immersive theater, which is a great thing about immersive theater, is about the individual in their life where they're at currently and adapting to that. And it, it's been kind of fun to give 
to to watch people have take up this opportunity to be a whole different human have a whole different history and background and people will throw random uh tidbits in the emails uh, exchange that then we will like change the story a bit and like uh it'll in- will incorporate some of those into the actual performance with those people and so like like they're making like they're making things up as they go so they're they're, they're also like part of constructing what the show is. I mean, they always essentially are like in bedroom play. That's a very essential thing. Is like you know you're you're creating so much of what it is. Like we work we work to make that the arc. But in this one, it's like whoa! Now we get to play with people's like imaginations. Like this is like it's yeah like real not real whatever. It's all not real. Like bedroom play is also not <laughs> real. <laughs> See, it feels weird to say. And both are very real yeah. at the same, same time. time. <laughs> but they're giving on this landscape it's like now we get to see how you play with like with imagination like this is what comes to your mind like cool it's still like yours because like we both just love shaping uh you know to as as elizabeth was just explaining shaping to the audience um particular uh feedback within the moment or prior um to to make the show the person's really their own show their their experience it brings me back to my, like, when I was 13, my dad wrote a murder mystery for my birthday party. And, you know, you get your character and then everyone just goes and it, it just, it's it's basically like that. It's like a murder mystery game or uh, a very scripted live action role play, I guess. <laughs> like, I don't it reminds me when I was a child and I used to play, my mom, I knew you'd want to come in. My mom was like, I was explaining, trying to explain Deadplay to my mom. And she was like, that's kind of like that game you used to play as a child, Assassins. And I was like, oh yeah, Assassins, where we would just like find something that we had to run to in the next door neighbor's yard or some yard and like run and touch it and then come running back. And this element is what the package dropping, she's, oh, yeah. when I was explaining dropping the packages, which we do with um, uh, with tier three, if they're in the in the area. Yeah. If not, we have to mail them. But we've found great delight in actually going to the person's house, insta messaging them like creepy photos like of the like, outside of their apartments like, and stuff. Yeah. Like, 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 because all all of the exchange. Once we get like a, we understand the game. Every like means of communication between us and the audience member is in character. So like. Um, even while they're, you're, we're sending these creepy messages of like this package on your front porch, uh, we're doing it as Margot through Margot's Instagram and everything, kind of really hyping up that uh, she is stalking. Uh, like, we'll drop the package and then run down the street and like <laughs> run into the Ralphs that's like next door and then like send an Insta message that's like, remember when we used to shop here, babe? Like, miss that? Yeah. So um, good. Um, <laughs> it's so much fun or like throwing it into noah's like farm <laughs> like hurling oh, it into yeah. his yard from the garden and like go 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 <laughs> i think and, that was Kristen. no 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 that was no i mean that was a uh, night micah oh micah yeah Kristen's was tricky that's right Kristen's was tricky um anyway. oh, Kristen. Sorry. Hunting people down <laughs> and hurling yes, things at their houses, uh, and and having permission to like play, you know, in that in that blurry zone. But then the flip side was something like bedroom play, and and there's people coming to your guys's place. So I mean, is it ever is it ever weird to have folks? 
Are you, are you ever worried about the folks who are like coming through? I mean, something that's gone through my head a few times because you've done this one a couple. What HP? Um, oh, what is sorry, it? I don't know what. Just, there's a like cat the on premises. Doors. Uh, oh yeah, like with very deliberate purposes and, and do strange with very. He has a lot of. He's HP is like looking doing around. Doing something right now. Yeah, he's trying to find the proper place to like uh, <laughs> he, he be like, the at the moment. You want the costumes? You want. Um, What's up? For anyone who doesn't know, <laughs> HB is Kate's familiar. Kate. Yeah. He's my soul partner. Yeah. The question was about, about. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Our yeah. parents have both had oh, strong reactions. Like, that's, that's, that was literally yeah. doing a play in my I was like, I haven't really been concerned, but my parents have. Yeah. Uh, validly so. But yeah. um, we take good precautions. and. Uh, yeah. Uh, we can vet people. We. I originally said I was going to vet everybody when I did the first run. And then I ended up knowing. We still vet everyone. We still vet everybody everyone. that walks through. And we have deep security. We actually we do. Have, yeah. <laughs> actually, though, yours much better than. like I, But I, we always had. Yeah. Um, but actually, like. It's crazy to me. It still blows my mind. I've had not one creepy experience with bedroom play. It's like, what? It's like, if you want to try something shady, you're not going <laughs> to pay $44 and like come to a show where you don't know uh, the people, like you don't know if they're, they do have producers on set. Like, you know, you don't know the full story and anyone who does know the full story, we know too. So, um, it's not, not going to jinx, it, jinx it, but, um, yeah. uh, but, um, or there was that moment where Somebody, one of my good friends came out of the bathroom totally naked. You're like, <laughs> you can put your clothes back. That's on. funny. Yes, that did happen. <laughs> but that was not, that was innocent. He was and it confused. was very um, But yeah, that's been like a really pleasant, wonderful surprise that everybody has been so chill and beautiful and awesome. And the poetry people can write. I just Holy like, shit. I just blows my mind. That I'm book. just like. It's such a no. It's 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 that is a valuable piece of, and it's crazy because people won't read obviously what came before, right. um, but somehow there's like through lines that will often be like sometimes like even one will drop that's technically a full thought, but then when put with the next poem, you realize it was half a thought, and the the thoughts completed in the next poem. So like there's been some crazy magic that's been happening with that whole bedroom play poetry book um that, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like obviously so for those who haven't been through it there there's a there's a key moment in in the piece where you're invited to write a poem in in a in uh in a book i won't describe it too much because i it's a it's a wonderful moment to, to discover and you are what this weekend dropping like a next or weekend. next weekend mm-hmm. next weekend doing because uh, you've got someone coming in town so you're, you're remounting for, for a, like weekend. right up top when we announced tickets uh, a wonderful awesome human being Brian Stein was like is there any way I could get you guys to put up a show while I'm in town um, uh, and we were like yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then we we're like why don't we just do it for those like because yeah it made sense yeah honestly. and the donation is something that we've also been wanting to, to just try out mm-hmm. of like not setting up a, a ticket price mm. Um and uh, and this was a, a good opportunity for that to, yeah. to be something we explored. How is all this working kind of business-wise at the yeah. moment? Because like, there's a lot of effort that goes <laughs> into it. I mean, on the one hand, you've got like the, the rent cost is your actual rent, so there's the, which, is, which is nice. Um, and then with, uh, with 
dead play you're using for the most part you're using resources that are just like you're using insta you're using email so in terms of like how much cost is going out there like for the physical stuff there's a little bit mm-hmm. um but yeah how's how's this how's the balance sheet working here it's do you want me to mention this one? Yeah, it's, yeah, <laughs> it's an interesting uh, for you're asking specifically for dead play, or for like both of them, for like or even just like compare uh, contracts. Yeah. Like we don't need like actual numbers. Yeah, no, but no, I think no, people I would really like to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been like I mean, it's a huge component, um, and I won't say unfortunately because like money's money's energy, and like you know we're using it hope for our highest good, or we're trying to figure out that out. You know, we're not a huge. Um, uh, uh, like production, um, it's like the most minimal on is 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 everything, um, but there's that like uh, algorithm that or that algebra problem that hasn't been quite even solved by the larger scales like larger scale immersives like uh, there's a few that have broken through of like how can we pay our ac- actors like uh, appropriate wages that that are large scale companies and productions. And then there's the other side of the spectrum, which I'd say we're like on the very other side of the spectrum, which is like super minimal, not big production. So how do you, um, how do you do your work without, um, uh, how do you make it like affordable? So people buy tickets, mm -hmm. but still, uh, uh, still able to sustain a because unfortunately I mean not unfortunately it's uh, the best thing ever like we make our living off of our art and it it makes it like I mean there's a huge shift Uh, actually the reason why bedroom play was an idea originally was because I decided to quit my safety net my day job in August of last year OG bedroom play OG bedroom play and I was like how am I gonna make rant because I was like I'm just doing this this place is toxic I have to and I'm gonna like I'm gonna test my wings and let's like which I quit my day job at the same time, but we weren't super close yet. But that's the way yeah. our, our lives kind of go in these weird parallels. We're very sometimes. aligned. <laughs> very, very, very strange ways. Um, um, but um, I was like, maybe I bet if like I did something that was like, maybe I do a show that's like, I need to pay rent. <laughs> like I'm going to create an immersive show that's about me needing to pay my rent and that I just did this life move, which was quitting my day job. And then, yeah. Maybe I'll like work it in my like it'll be in my bedroom because that's what I'm paying rent for. And then as I like developed it in my mind, um, I was like, oh well, yeah, this the rent thing is irrelevant. We'll just make it not about that at all. But like, um, but it's it's a it's such a it's been such an interesting weird struggle uh, all this year. Like those tickets, bedroom play, the OG bedroom play tickets. I think were um, I was like feeling so guilty for making them twenty four dollars. Um, Cause that's a lot of money. Uh, money is relative. Anyway, yeah. the point is, is that it's it's so relative and it's so. Uh, no, it's like scary how relative it is. Like for yeah. some people, twenty four dollars is nothing. literally nothing, yeah. and for other folks, like twenty four dollars, like, well, that's like thirty percent of my rent. So and it's groceries, and I don't have it. Also, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, like been there. We both like you know we're uh, we're trying to navigate like being. Uh, and in this one, it was kind of kind of cool because like um when we originally decided to do bedroom play too kate was not my roommate and that was kind of very far from being a possibility or a housemate um from being a possibility um until 
midway through, it just kind of circumstances happened and Kate found herself here. So there was a, there was a convenience to us both already being at the place uh, that it was going to be happening. And then also both having the same goal now, uh, the same rent. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, yeah. And um, um, we, I think that like a lot of it is testing the waters and like knowing how much energy you're really exchanging for like, if I can't do this show for less than X, like I can't do it. Cause then I won't be giving a full show like energy, energy, money is energy. Energy is show is the show. Um, and then there's like technical costs and then a lot of like playing around with what like works and what makes sense. Like, uh, you you know that's why it's going to be so we've been wanting to do something that's donation for for a minute because like we're so aware of how somebody yeah, is just we like afford a lot of the shows that um everybody yeah. everybody does yeah like yeah. ourselves yeah so as some we, we obviously can um want people who are in our boat mm-hmm. to be able to experience an experience that we yes yeah. we've always said uh or I, i've said and then elizabeth has adopted with me this philosophy because we think it's right like if um you want to see the show but cannot uh, afford the cost like we like we t- tell people to let us know and like we'll figure something out like whether you like repost our whatever mm-hmm. um it's for the amount of times that that ends up happening um it's it's negligible as far as like what what the impact is on our like <laughs> On our, uh, I feel very, very wealthy from these shows um, in a whole different context of of it. Um, I, I, I feel like I got, uh, I, I genuinely just feel like the richest person because I do get to do these insanely awesome experiences from my own, the convenience of my home for now um, and uh, with my best friend. And it's just... It, but we still need to eat. We struggle. Let's be realistic. Like we struggle. We struggle, we struggle daily. We work. We help we each share, other with yeah. it. We struggle. Share toothpaste. So, like it gets yeah. crazy. Like oh, you got. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We and we really bonded on this level. We're trying to figure <laughs> out this for ourselves. We've we've really been. I mean, that's been a lot of like the landscape is actually like how do we make this work financially? Like we have these technical things we have to do. Da 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 da. Um, yeah, no, so to answer your question, that was a lot of ambiguity, but, like, we're, we feel like we're finding things that feel right, and then um, we're also trying to do more things that are even writer <laughs> yeah well like with, with dead play having the three-tier system having people that have the option of choosing uh which one they want we were shocked at like over 90 percent have been tier three which is the most expensive of the tickets yeah. um so we but we still wanted to have the option for the uh yeah both sides yeah because like because like people i mean that's that is actually i mean it's one of the funny things about the space as a whole is that people want that level of attention and connection and they want to be able to dive deep yeah. and they're willing to pay for when they when they want to dive deep but like to like capture the curious though like we can't charge you know that much because someone's not going to jump in at at you know um, what is tier three 100 for? basically 100 it's 96 to 66 yeah so like like no one's nice uh you know no one's gonna <laughs> no one who isn't a deep diver is going to jump in at that level but then so then how do you keep on growing the audience for this stuff because i mean there's a way there's i guess how many how many dead plays do you all do a night we're doing three tonight. We did four last time. We last time we had shows, which was Monday night. Mm-hmm. Last night we didn't have shows because of COVID. 
So there's normally four spots open. Four spots. Okay. So you're doing you're doing as many four shows a night, and is that because I know like some shows will do like three or four shows, like some 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 of the larger pieces, and it'll be really draining for folks. So like at the end of a run, are you too spent, or are you kind of like revved up, or both? Um, yeah. both. We get <laughs> we real have... manic right yeah. after. There's a real crazy like. Blah, blah, blah. If you yeah. watch our Insta stories, follow us. Give me a dragon. Sincerely, young okay. or ghost. <laughs> crazy you're like wow <laughs> uh uh there's a real we we both also share a kind of like <sighs> intense energy maybe that happens to just like yeah. be uh hit its hit hit its peaks usually right at night bedtime and like post shows and then also super great like the other night the other night was the first time we had done show we had uh, done four, four of them in one night shows in one night i was like I went to something I went to fr- help my friend Annie Lesser the next <laughs> day was something where I had to like improvise and my br- part of the brain where I was like improvising and like creating backstories for my imagination was like so sad <laughs> it was like, I was like oh it's just gone and I was like this is reminding me like this is the same experience I had with live play where I was like why am I so drained like literally I'm there in front of a camera in like my space like how can I be drained after 44 minutes and it's back to that thing I was saying earlier where it's like the the kind of energy where that you put into or at least personally I find myself putting into uh, immersive theater I don't know how to do it any other way like is that energy of presence like that on point minute details that you have to, to have to you're you're just fully there yeah it has to be extra over this little tiny square and I, I remember learning that for live play I used to do like five live plays back to back like of course I can do five live play. like whatever I did 17 like apartment eights like back to back like I can I can handle five like sitting there with me and I would just be wiped um but yeah uh it's a it's a I find myself having yeah same very yeah very much so <laughs> um, yeah I'm not sure if I can really articulate exactly what that is uh, yet 100% that's the best no I, it, it, no I mean for me th- that tracks that track perfectly I, mean, I watch particularly with like solo work or any kind of one-on-one work I, I'll watch performers sometimes they'll do this you know do the, these marathon sessions of it all what was that oh. it was ghosts. Ghosts. more ghosts <laughs> um, and they'll they'll be they'll be they push themselves past the point of exhaustion. So trying to find, trying to find the equilibrium, right, between um, how much you can do it and how much it can kind of give back to you, and then how many how many slots can exist at a time. Because the the nice thing about the most lowest tier accessibility here is, aside from like the price able to be lower, there's also just well, I mean that's that's nice because then like people who are curious can like dip their toes in or you can offer up like pay what you can yeah which we do by the way i will say again if you ever want to see one of our works and cannot just reach out we'll figure it out we've done it for this show too Um, yeah people who wanted to experience tier three and bought tier one we can work something out Mm -hmm. yeah and just be able to like have people just cast that wider net you know find find more in order to head towards sustainability because if you if if you make more shows more things like dead play you know, making more stuff that that has this kind of low, 
low cost of production, but high value because the the value that's being put in is what you're giving to it, right? And it's kind of funny because like there's there's that Cages show here in town right now, which is like a, a musical that's got some immersive elements in it, like in terms of like the intermission and stuff, and like production value wise, it is it is insane. Like it is the most intense. Like it's probably the kind of thing that's been going on in New York for a while and like I haven't seen like Harry Potter and the Cursed Child so like I don't know like I, I found out that like you know, they use the there's there's a scrim that they have in front there's like a it's basically a plastic sheet that's at the front of the proscenium and they project onto it it's called an eyeliner is what it's called and like they're able to do all these intense projections and the whole thing that's like the most intense production value you've ever seen and people are just going like oh my god oh my god it's amazing amazing because the production value is absolutely incredible and then you flip around in something like this where, you know, one, one, I mean, Elizabeth, the production value of your room <laughs> is, is incredible, but Thank like, you. but like, so that, Ooh. that offers a lot, but, but something like, you know, with, with dead play, you are that little square and it's, it's the two of you and you don't, you, you don't have a real sense of exactly what's behind you. So it's not about props and set design, but it's about how much, how much energy the both of you are, are pushing into the little box. Which is a lot. Which is a lot. <laughs> um, it's a lot of energy. Exchange. Yeah, I mean, like, that's what it's really, it's like this, you know, uh, both of us have a experience, a lot of experience with one-on-ones, like, and just those minute details that make every show so specifically, oh, Tim's show, oh, Kristen's show, mm-hmm. oh, Noah's show, like, they're, those are those shows. Those are different shows. I mean, it's all... But um, what what our art form as like immersive performers uh, are in the way that we do immersive is is so much about is almost entirely when the show is happening, the show is you. That's just like where where it is, like um ev- everything, uh, every little minute thing, <laughs> um and how we can play with that and make it uh your show um and yeah and so that takes like uh it's not like oh we're like here's all this energy that i'm giving you but you notice like when you're doing these types of shows that you do have this like oh my god like why is my brain why why am i insane why can't i find the thing i just put down two seconds before like (laughs) why is our language not working (laughs) um and it's just you're doing something there that is still i think for me um kind of below the sur- surface is like as far as technique go I could talk about it for maybe forever but like <laughs> but really you're there's there's something there that is like being exchanged that is uh it, it's a lot of focus if you can't do this type of immersive and show up not on point it just doesn't work I mean like you can't autopilot you yeah, just this, can't. This show you cannot uh, autopilot. Well, yeah. And like, well, uh, just like the work that we, the, and, yeah, yeah, w- w- with the immersive work that we do, it's just you can't. It's then there goes the show. So you can't just be like, oh, this one I'll just Let's phone just it get in. through it. You yeah, know, yeah. like no, that's never you how it is. Like, it's literally like you can't. <laughs> yeah. So you have to be on on point um there's this focus there's this something. and dead play is emotionally extreme too so it's not uh it's it's 
it's maybe for you it's very emotionally <laughs> extreme for me um and uh but luckily like in my background of things um uh like blackout I that was great training for emotional extremes and then dropping it emotional extreme then dropping it so like 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 not holding on to that energy once it's done yeah, um that which reset yeah is we, which is why this show specifically, we did a whole a full hour in between. So we do oh, like wow. uh, so we have it's an it's it's about an hour long experience. Yeah. Um, de- depending on tiers, but like uh, we set the tickets every two hours. Yeah, and we we yeah we I think we were both, I think maybe what motivated that initially was like oh we have to like reset, or like we didn't want to do it hour half hour hour, but like thank God for that hour seriously because we really have to decompress every show. Like if I don't. Living here is interesting because, like, now my decompression happens with Elizabeth as well. But, like, when I was solo, I would just be, you know, walking manically, like, through the nights until I was winding down and, like, like filing through in my brain. Now we manically yeah. walk together. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then sit on the porch for hours and for decompress. Hours, yeah. yeah. But having that time in between, we'll go out to the porch and we'll, like... Um, yeah, we it's it's a, it's such an important part of the process is that reset because mm-hmm. it's also uh, well in this show that it's it's not like people are particularly in danger, but in a lot of uh, if you're doing working in horror and um, you're doing that type of extreme and the person is actually there and it is either physical or anything, it can get dangerous if you don't make sure you have a decompression time. Yeah. If you don't have time to make sure you're shaking off any emotions that you're feeling from who just came through and resetting for the next person so they have a blank slate they're not like they're coming in for the first time so even though this is like you know the millionth time you've done it it's it's always that person's first time yeah Yeah. unless they buy two tickets which we love (laughs) we love to take those shows and like be able to explore like how we can alter it to be something uh like next level level up another story to the story of yeah Mm -hmm. like a some somebody for bedroom play two bought four tickets, two of which were combined, so it was technically three visits. But like uh, one, one was ex- like yeah. yeah extended extended um, to our thing, um, which was so cool. Which is just like fire, so fireworks. like and like oh yeah. yeah. But since, since so much of what we do in creating um, the the like things like the bedroom play is what I I started to call paradigm building. That mm-hmm. started with Snowbridge. It's like we paradigm built and then like you know the uh, you insert audience member and out pops the show (laughs) you're architects of paradigm (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah. um so like when so then it's fun to like flex that muscle when somebody buys a second ticket to like uh to to see the show again well how do we like we get to keep skeleton fleshing it out differently we can go for we can go because we've created this whole consciousness show consciousness we have a whole that's how the show gets made so like to be able to uh further it with somebody is like is not a huge like oh we have to rewrite a whole show we just we we can make it it's different it's fun i'm words yeah yeah (laughs) but it makes i mean it it makes sense that you're thinking of it as almost like a, a a set of rules like a set of like reality rules reality rules yeah yeah exactly. and um cuz it's for translating like what for, for paradigm for po- folks who don't roll with that all the time but it, it makes me think of like in game design there's a thing called the roll second paradigm all the time yeah, there's there's a there's a a principle called the second order principle or the second order problem where the idea is that you're trying to get people to express behavior in a certain way so like the the rules you're making 
are designed to create emergent behavior as opposed to uh, prescribe specific behavior, right? Mm-hmm. So like, you yeah. want to see emergent gameplay. You know, like it's if, I guess it's as opposed to people playing chess, which has a yeah. very limited number of rules, or playing Monopoly, mm-hmm. or playing Uno, right? Then what you're trying to do is create actually a, a, a set for the game so that like new forms of play can happen within inside exactly. that, exactly right? Yes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, I, I I I I get which angle you're you're coming from here, and it's it's very much rooted. I mean, the toolbox you have is an actor's toolbox: is improvisation, connection, uh, text. Um, you know, uh, you know, taking a scene partner's reaction and running with it emotionally, right? I mean, that's for me. That's that's always the thing that's most interesting to me to me about immersive is that it can be the same text every time but because of the reaction of of the guest you you find yourself with an entirely different performance exactly right? and that's the, that's why it's like the best and it, it, it it's worth being super poor over and like it's, it's <laughs> worth like it is worth so much and um again has also uh, helped develop me and us everyone who does this as human beings in our everyday lives that uh do exist everything Mm -hmm. becomes a little bit more just uh, aware (laughs) what (laughs) kids like half saying something but like the microphone's very far away mm -hmm. (laughs) 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 all right all right kate and words are are, are having or parting ways but um so you've got You've got bedroom play too, uh, and you're bringing it back for for a hot minute. And you've got dead play right now. Uh, are, are you already scheming on more? <laughs> yes. <laughs> we, we work well together. Yeah. <laughs> go go go. Go go go. Yeah. Um, well, so Elizabeth's going home for um, for a minute. Yeah, uh, a, a short stretch of time, um, probably until about January, uh, because of family and um, I got a good, yeah. So I'm going there. We're going to explore options uh, while I'm gone. Um, I'm we're, I'm a writer, so I'm always like kind of thinking of different stories and things like that. And then Kate has got an idea that she's she's a poet. Um, uh, yeah, no, uh, last night around like 6 or 8 a.m. I was like, I got it! <laughs> so yes, there is a uh, show. Go, go, go. <laughs> and, then, and then I was like, <laughs> I was like, I found out what we're going to do next. And you were like cleaning because Noah's coming and it's like, <laughs> we, we were up all night. Anyway, yeah. We woke up at a perfectly reasonable hour <laughs> and did not go to bed at 8 a.m. Um, Never. No. <laughs> Always. We're insomniacs. <laughs> um... But uh, yeah, I did think I noticed that there might have been an Insta story from 6 a.m. And I was like, oh, yeah. they're still up. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. normal. Like, yeah, like yeah. Four or five nights a week, it seems. Yeah. Yeah, 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 show energy is real. But last night was close, so it was whatever. Okay, yeah. tangents. Anyway, so then um, I was like, I'm going to go to the market. And uh, Elizabeth is like, are you going to tell me what the thing is, idea is? And I was like, no, I'm going to drop it on you during the podcast, I think. Because then like <laughs> we can see like how. So I don't know what's oh, about to be go down right now. No. I was like why i was like well because also we don't have enough time to maybe for me explain but then like this this would be fun this is exactly how this used to get created you're gonna tell me kate i'm I'm yeah yeah yeah. okay so like remember please oh oh, we have a company by the way we've Mm -hmm. decided we work well together we're gonna be creating art forever together probably this so we call it the gate before Mm -hmm. 
um, do you remember when we were coming up with a million different names? It's the gay get. Is the gate before <laughs> the gate. G eight B four? Yes. Um, uh, but one of the things that we both liked but didn't stick was um, plie dragons. Oh yeah, plie dragons. Yeah, plie dragons. Uh, the constellations that we relate to. Um, plie and, and and I'm a dragon, black space dragon. Um, <laughs> so then and you know how I was like. W if we use the Instagram platform, like, because that's so fun in developing that ARG experience, mm -hmm. like, we've both found, like, a real, like, oh, this is, like, something that's so cool to develop that we hadn't thought of, I hadn't thought of before with immersive work, like, um, and then having, like, uh, like, a, a Zoom meeting type of, like, ARG video. A uh, zoo? Zoom meeting, like where you can have more than one call. Oh, zoom. zoom. Oh, Zoom. I zoom. was like, like, so like multiple. I thought we were, I, I had like safari zoo? characters yeah. in my brain so on either side. Zoom meeting. So like, um, zoom meeting. That, so that's the next show. Yeah, that's yeah. Zoom meeting. Oh, that's such a cute name. It's <laughs> Zoom meeting and it's all the animals having a meeting. <laughs> on, on, like on Skype. On like Skype. A zoom, on like, Skype. Like, oh my could, God. Honestly, okay, well, we'll talk a little of this. Yeah. I'm no. I'm getting oh. I'm getting an idea. The water animals are like we're <laughs> you have to come to us because like the meat we can't yeah. leave the pool so everybody has to come meet in the pool. Oh, oh. no, they can't have electricity. No, no, the animals are like old school. They're not gonna bring the electricity. They yeah. They podcast. They Tell meet. They zoom meeting <laughs> with their minds. Yes. Yeah. As you just tried to. I pointed at my forehead very hard. And you were and thinking like, it. I I knew what you were saying, but also the microphone. Pe the people on the other side. Of the shush gate. So what's the idea? So then <laughs> we're talking about. Like, <laughs> so so then let's like introduce like having this ARG uh vid video um live video chat like from multiple places so for with like three callers mm -hmm. um so you me and then like we could have audience members of like maybe three to five or like i don't know we could, depending on what the show ends up being and then i was like oh ooh, what if because i was thinking about my halloween costume and how i wanted to be maybe a goth dragon because and then like I was like, oh, I really just like like playing dragons. Like, I know what I am. I'm a black space dragon. And then I was like, oh, what if like we do these? Um, it's like, yeah, we're like from the future, which is now. Oh. Um, and we're like guiding their. It's like Whoa. a fu future message, um, which is now. Oh. Um, <laughs> so like it's this life guidance thing, and I was like, it could be this weird culty thing again. But like, it's this uh this thing that I know we already know how to do because we've discussed it so much. Like, um, how how. Ha like people have questions like an oracle type thing mm -hmm. but we like check in on them so almost like this life coach and you're like that Pleiades is and amazing dragon. and then it said Pleiadrakens is said like in a way or spelled in a way that it's like play with dragons yeah Pleiadrakens like, yes. um, I'm doing this weird head motion <laughs> yes Pleiadrakens so like because play because dragons are hicks like draconos for those that don't know dragons in uh, old school maps in Latin it used to say uh, hic sunk draconos like where there was undiscovered territory and like a little symbol of a dragon and the that means here be dragons so dragons represent the the unknown in my consciousness but so play with the year yeah uh, and we can like le it would be this like uh, I think we would check in on them and they would be this like kind of like suspend it like maybe week long or something like that or maybe you can buy multiple things but we're we're these entities like that i know we know how to yes Dra draco and pleiades and but us but as us pleiadrakens i love it oh my god there's so many things you like ah, it? yes i do okay, cool. yes 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 <laughs> so that's our next show <laughs> that was amazing <laughs>
I like, for everyone who's ever wondered, like when when people say, like, "Where do the ideas come from?" Well, they think from moments like that. I was so glad. <laughs> I, I was like, I, she wouldn't tell me earlier. It's well, great. we didn't really we, have time. No, no, we didn't. And and that, that I'm so glad to have heard right here. So I was like, "Whoa, whoa!" You can witness the creative process. Yes, yes. So, oh my god, that's so cool. That's a perfect place for us to, to end. So if folks, when folks want to follow what you're doing, what's the best way to to follow along? Well, we'll create an Instagram eventually. That'll be joint <laughs> like for the today. gate before, yeah. like today. Um, but yeah, we also have uh, individual. Yeah, I if feel you guys like we're more Instagram than. Instagram than anything else. Yeah. yeah. So it's, uh, um, go ahead. At give me a dragon is Kate. And yes. at sincerely your ghost. All right. And if you get the. Uh, Kate before up uh, before Friday it'll we'll, oh you'll put in the show notes we'll put it in the show notes yes so we you. will be doing that yes and on now it is on the top of our to do list that never ends <laughs> <laughs> we got a good amount done yesterday we did no yeah good job good good job everybody good night good night <laughs> keep playing look for plie dragons please <laughs> and the gate before. Once again, want to thank Elizabeth Strenathan and Kate Lane of The Gate Before. You will find the link to their new Instagram in the show notes. Um, yeah, uh, the opening was uh, was fairly long, so I'm not going to go too deep here. Also, um, I'm in a funk, so uh, I don't want to I don't want to subject you to that. Um I I I'm I'm doing my best to look on the bright side because uh, there are these these obstacles uh, you know popping up and 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 folks' plans that are changing and just you know if this stuff was easy this is the thing this is the thing okay here's here's what I'm having to remind myself right now right if 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 changing if introducing new forms new new genres new forms of creative expression to to the masses for lack of a better term um if that was easy we would have wrapped this project up already right it's not easy in fact uh the farther we go the harder it gets and i just i legit i can't think of anything else i I'd, I'd rather be doing or that I should be doing, right? Like the alternate is that we just go become a, we- a greeter at Walmart, a weeder at Grawlmart. That that would actually be more amusing. I'm gonna go become a weeder at Grawlmart. A weeder is a person who takes wheat and throws it at you when you enter uh, into uh, a Grawlmart. What is a Grawlmart? Um, it is a place where you attempt to find uh, the Holy Grawl. Uh, what else would it be? Come on, keep up. Um, <laughs> maybe you see why I adore Kate so much because it's just it's just a different frequency of me. Um, and you know what? That's a good place for us to stop today. Um, yeah, uh, the the week the week was been rough. Um, there, and I'm just going to hold on to the, the gems that are in there and stay focused on what the big mission is, which is this, we're out to change things. 
not just make us more comfortable. Um, and there's a price sometimes to be paid for that. But if we're going to change the way the world works, then we're going to have to keep paying that price. And frankly, I can't think of anything I'd rather be doing with my life. Um, there we go. Every, every other version of this ending uh, just made me sad. So I'm going to stay focused on that because guess what? I can choose to, which is a privilege. And hopefully one we can extend to even more folks. Go out there, find the art you love, find the people who are making it, help them, support them, get the word out there. Don't take the world as it is, as an excuse not to make the world better. Don't do it. I see you doing it. Don't you do that. Don't you bend the knee. Don't. Right? We need you. There's some very specific people I'm talking to with that one. All right. That's that's what you get from the pulpit this week. Um, it's not a lot of fire. Because I don't have a lot of fire left. And honestly, I want to take the rest of the day off. <laughs> um, and so I'm going to do a fair amount of that. Because... There's a lot of work to be done, and you got to be rested in order to do it. And we wouldn't get to do it at all if it wasn't for our Patreon backers. Patreon.com slash no proscenium. We need you. We need you. Got to get that Patreon in. Sorry. I watched way too much Righteous Gemstones this uh, this this season. Uh, I watched it all, which was way too much. Loved it, but also way too much. The sustaining backers of No Presidium are Mark Baltazar, Jan Budman, Paul F., Lonnie Hansen, Ari Hurston, Sam Kinkin, and Samuel Mustry. Help us out. Join up. The music for No Presidium is by Chris Porter of the Speakeasy Society. You can find everything we do at NoPresidium.com or at NoPresidium on Twitter and Facebook or at No underscore Presidium on Instagram where you can find that contest and also just all the amazing stuff that's going on with our 13 days of Halloween as people take over the account and share their stories, their behind the scenes work. If you have shows, pitches at noversinium.com. Remember, it takes a few days for us to clear that queue out. So if your show's not up yet, we're, we're, we're working on it. Um, there's, there's just a lot. Um, simple as that. Um, you know, if we had a real budget, it would go faster. Huh. Funny. That's how that works. All right. Um, until next time, I'll see you at the show. <laughs> <laughs>